All right, Trevor, excited to have you on. Uh, I start with the same boring question, but it usually creates a fantastic story. Uh, what's your franchise story? How do you fall into franchising? Because nobody uh, planned on this happening. So what, how, how do you even get into franchising? Well, I mean, I can start with this. Back in 2020, uh, I didn't even know what a franchisor was. I was calling franchisors, franchisees. Uh, I went to IFA. 2020 um took really took a leap um a client of mine was like you should go to the ifa and i'm like what is the ifa lo and behold i go no like no one's making good videos no one has videos on their website no one's using credit um credibility of their franchisees on video to help them sell their franchise. And so I fell into it there. Hap I'm very happy to say that IFA 2020, we landed neighborly and fast signs and we have not looked back since. Awesome. So, yeah. As you've gotten involved in this, I mean, take, take those early stages. You're, you're probably faking it till you make it, even to get neighborly and fast signs out of there. They're like, okay, how do you stand out? You're like, we're going to tell your franchisee stories. As life has gone on and you're hearing these stories of franchise owners, which I, I, I agree with you. I think that's the, that's the strongest asset that a franchisor has. It's not the money that you can make out of it. It's like, here are people that have done this and say, yes, when you ask them, would, would you do this again? Mm -hmm. What has surprised you most about franchising that as you've got, as you've educated yourself in this, that you're like, huh, that mm -hmm. I didn't understand that going in. Yeah, I really didn't understand how franchising is really just follow this book, follow follow what we've done, and you will win um, also and make a better life for your family, your kids. And it's been really awesome. One day I will be a franchisee of some system. I don't know which one yet, um, but it, we really got into this space because franchisors are kind of asleep at the wheel. They're not thinking about the content that they need to attract the right people to get into the franchise system. And hence why we are here now. What stresses you out? What, what disappoints you in today, today's world? Is that not enough franchisors are figuring that out or is there something deeper within franchising? I think it's kind of like when I was in the, um, insurance space for a little bit everyone is about 10 years behind on what they should be doing and it takes an outsider to come in and, and be wait why aren't you guys doing this why aren't you creating videos of current happy franchisees like it, it sounds so simple and i found out nick that the reason was they just don't know how to do it nationally so they end up only filming at the office and we go round and round and round and round. The same videos are being done. Yeah, I, I, I agree on that. I think, I think storytelling and franchising is, is backwards. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think whether it's an IFA or it's someone else, I don't think we've educated the public well on what franchising mm -hmm. is as well, hmm. which is also where, when you get franchise buyers that go through a, a broker network 
as fundamental as it is for franchising, you're talking about a buyer that said, no, I'm not going to talk directly to the brand. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk with someone who doesn't live this brand. I'm going to trust that they're going to guide me to the right brand. And then when they're like, this is the brand you should buy. And they say, I'm going to do this for free. Uh, they're really not doing it for free. They're going to get a commission. Like that complexity means we haven't educated buyers and we haven't educated the public on what franchising is. And mm. if I, if I look, if I zoom out of what you're doing, yes, it's, it's helping the franchisor tell their stories, but the zoom out, you're actually helping educate the world of what franchising is when your storytelling goes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's a very important part of this, this puzzle is the more that we're able to educate how you can be entrepreneurial. You're not an entrepreneur in the traditional sense that's set up for the franchisor because you're there to follow a system. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think, I think that's, that's, that's a value that you're, you're doing that if you were to zoom out the collective of all your storytelling is, is equally that, you know? Yeah. And, and we just did that. I mean, we, it's, it's so funny that what is franchising, right? It's, it's so simple yet. Also what I see Zor's doing is there is they're going right to the bottom of the funnel videos. Well, hold on, let's zoom out. And sometimes you got to explain to people, what is franchising? Do I have to know marketing? Do I have to go on the roof if I'm going to buy a, a, a roofing business? right? Like, I don't know how to hire people. People don't know that if you zoom out and it kind of like what you mentioned, that that system's done for you. Yet no one's creating the content to tell that story and attract those people at the top of the funnel to bring them down to the bottom into a sale. Right. Where does the future of your business go? Like, mm. I mean, if you're thinking through innovation, does it stop? with video or does it go somewhere further in the form of storytelling? Yeah. So Nick, I wrote a book and I, I wish I did this on purpose. That's not my dog, right? Hopefully no, that, that, that's my, uh, all right. Dog. <laughs> You're good. All, good. all good. So, um, Nick, I read this book called focus and it says be really good at one thing. And we are really good at filming, really good at video and, do that one thing for one type of person. And it's the friend dev teams. It's the marketing teams. It's the franchising space. So as of now, Nick, I want to climb this mountain first before I try and figure out another mountain to climb, which I've thought about it 100%. But right now, we have just hit the tip of what we can do in this space. And I have fun every single day um, filming, editing, and I'm trying to launch a goal that I haven't launched yet, where can we film possibly a million franchise videos by the year 2050? I'm trying to tie it to like a, such a big goal. Um, yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's what, that's what this new buzz term AI is for. You're like AI and robots go, go film these videos for me. Right. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's the people that use AI that, that are going to win in the end. I believe AI will never take the place of a human, but it's the humans that use AI that are going to win. Yeah, I, I, I tend yeah. to agree on that. I, I don't, I think AI has been around our entire lives. It's the buzz term now because 
it, it's similar to what you said with franchising. If franchising is 10 years behind on everything, us as humans seem to be like, ooh, AI is here. But that's, I mean, that's ultimately what the computers were. When computers and the internet were first created, it was artificial intelligence for the military. Like it, it's always mm. been, been around. But yeah. I mean, I've, I've said this too. I think storytelling cannot be done by AI. Mm -hmm. Like ultimately to be able to have a conversation, even with the, the fake things that exist from a conversational standpoint, authentic still wins the day. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe that AI will be a tool that humans continue to use to make their lives easier. Um, but storytelling ha has to happen in a, in a face-to-face -face setting. It, it just won't, it won't stick as much if it doesn't happen this way. Yeah. And, 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 and Nick, that's the thing that I think what the franchise space gets kind of stuck on is how do we film those authentic moments? Who is going to travel to my 50 franchisees? They're in 50 different cities. I'll just film at HQ. And then it, it's just leadership, but no one cares. Like Nick, I can rave about, about us every, every second. Right. But no one actually really cares what I think about what we do, right? It's about what the people that have worked with us thinks of us. And that's really the missing key that we're solving is just being able to provide that social proof that this franchise can actually do what they say. Um, yeah. So you ever thought about franchising your business? I get hit up sometimes and I'm like, once again, I want to climb one mountain before I try to do something else. Right. So I have definitely thought about it. We're not there yet. Um, franchising did teach me to have a system. So in 2020, we built a 500 step system for every filming day and for every edit. My team loves it, hates it. Doesn't matter. We have to follow a system. And that's what franchising taught me is anybody can film, right? There's 37,000 people that film, right? But who can create a set of videos nationally, get them done in 10 days, film um, anywhere and follow a system. So what they paid for is what they get at the very end. So, you know, the only reason I bring it up, if, if, if you end up creating a vision of a million franchise stories told by x year the reality is you have a lot of independent filmmakers out there who what they they have is they have the creative side they don't have the process side and as you continue to develop the process the reality is you're you're also you're also setting a framework for how someone could build up that content that you know it it, it could be a viable solution at some point yeah no i i'm making a note i i I should give that more thought. Yeah. Or the, or the licensee model or the, even, even probably what you can do from a contractor standpoint. It's like, how, how do you give them the resources? Like the best, the best tool that exists for filmmaking as it relates to something that's parallel to you um, would be an Upwork that gives you a payment structure and an introduction structure. That's what it gives you in a process for how, how do you do a project and push close? Like mm -hmm. that's what it's done. But the amount of human beings that jumped on that that said, I can't even do that much as an independent shows you that the demand would probably be there for the category of human being. They they don't know the business side and that, you know, maybe there's a there's a parallel there.
Yeah, no, and it's kind of two things. I mean, I was a freelancer back in my day, right? And 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 you know, you're never going to turn down something new, no matter if you're backed up on videos, right? So what we found out whenever we talk to people is, yeah, I I hired this local guy, but he's taking six months to make a video. It's like, yeah, he's getting other gigs that haven't paid him yet, right? So it's it's uh it's very interesting. It's the system and it's the franchising knowledge that people are investing in when they go with us. And it's such an important piece to going with a vendor that, that knows what the heck a franchisor is versus a franchisee versus a franchise broker, um, all that. What's your dream for the, for the business over the next say 12 months? So first off, I love that we're live cause I cannot actually ask you to pause this. So you're asking me good, uh, good things here. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> so, my goal, honestly, is to double in size, double our team, and double our video um, output. So last year, we filmed about 500 videos, and these aren't TikTok videos. These aren't little 15-second. These are marketing videos from start to end that are there to nurture someone and bring them down the funnel. So, um, and, and really, Nick, the goal is to keep loving what I do and really have the team love what they do. Cause if someone doesn't love what they do, I want them to find what they want to do. Right. So, um, yeah, you kind of put me on the spot there, but I appreciate that. Look, I, I think, I think your, your process is a double, double the business is going to be done by doubling our team and doubling our, our output, which, which makes sense. And, if I'm, if I'm listening to you as the founder, you're also saying like, look, sometimes it's hard to get people to buy into my vision and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That just might mean they're not, they're not in line or in track where what we're trying to accomplish as a business, which also, if I'm trying to figure out what is the why you, why now for you, um, that's also a protection back to your clients. Cause you're saying we're, we're trying to put people in place that are, are aligned with what my passions are, which is telling tremendous stories of, mm -hmm. of students. And so I, I think that's a, that's a responsible, yeah. responsible statement. Yeah. And it's just like, one of my favorite things is leadership. Um, we just had a book club last week where we started it, where I, I want the entire team to learn about leadership. If they're not a leader yet, they will be at some point. And, um, you know, just, I've learned to accept that no one will be as obsessed with franchise filming as um, I am, no one will ever work as long as I do. Unless I give them 50-50 stake, I can't expect them to work the same rate. And I've learned the hard way many times with that. And it's like that metaphor of a school bus, right? They, they might be on the wrong seat on the bus or that they might just have to get off, right? Mm -hmm. And I've had some really tough convos realizing, hey, I don't as much as I like you, I, I, I don't think you're doing what you love anymore. And it's kind of affecting us. It's affecting quality. I think it's time you get off the bus, right? And one of the things I love to do, Nick, is to move people up, right? They were, someone on my team was an um, editor back in 2018. Now he runs the whole post team. He's the leader of the entire team. So my favorite thing is to move them up too. Yeah. 
I think that's a that's a great approach. Look, I think every every founder goes through the mental challenge of trying to put themselves back into the shoes of those that are on their team. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a really good example. I once talked with a, a CEO um, who, frankly, was not not an easy CEO. He was not. I would I would pay say he would not pass the beer test. Oh, but yeah. if I dig, if I look between there, it was a, it was a fascinating conversation. He said. He goes, your team is not delighting me. I said, okay, um, tell me why. He goes, they just don't bring the strategy that I expect. And I said, okay. And whose strategy do you expect? He goes, I want yours. I said, sure, but I'm a CEO. I go, do you pay for a CEO strategist on your calls? Well, no. I said, so you're trying to hold someone to the same level as you that has, a, I said, you're, you're 60. They, they are in their thirties. Give them 30 years to get up to your, your experience and then have that conversation. Now he won't be alive, but yeah. the point is like, I think it's sometimes tough because founders are super passionate you're clearly passionate. You've been passionate since you launched this thing in 2020 and you're on this, this, this mission, this roller coaster uh, in business. And sometimes, yeah, they, the the seat that they're on will not be at the level of yours. But if you use an analogy of a roller coaster and you're you're in the front of it, eventually they're going to come over the same bumps and the same highs as as you did. It just might be okay. at a different pace, you know. I've never heard that metaphor of the. I'm going to log that away. I've never heard that. Yeah. If I say, "What's your why? You why now?" and I, I like that it's such a simple message uh, to a prospective franchisor or industry business that's watching this has made it through this far. What is your why you why now? Mm. That's a good one. And this is in relation to if someone was to choose us as their vendor, right? That's right. Yeah, man. Why us? If someone's looking to finally create those videos, finally create, finally engage people, um, inspire people. It's time to go with us. And why now? Because you're already 10 years behind um, anyway, right? 90% of the franchise websites I go to don't have franchise testimonials. So why us? Why now? We have a system that someone can literally say, film these 50 videos in 50 states by next month, and we'd be able to do all that. And they'd be the most inspiring, real pieces of content that they have ever seen that are going to engage people to buy into their franchise system. I love that. The, the obstacle that you run into, I would imagine, is cost. But here's, here's my biggest issue with franchising. We often look at franchise fee as the return on investment. Um when the reality is it's the deal value. Mm -hmm. And so a deal value, a franchisor makes money off royalty. And if we just even put to the side that some point they're going to exit that business and that multiple seven X that royalty uh, might also exist, but we can put that to the side that if you're able to help influence just one buyer into their business of someone that's sitting on the sidelines that feels uncomfortable that's having the knee-jerk reaction every time they walk up to that form and say maybe i fill it out that if you can give them that tool you pay for itself multiple multiple times over 
Is that the one obstacle that you hit is that they don't understand the value of this and that sometimes engineering the value to the return is tough for them to see? Yeah, because they think they tie it back to the franchise fee, but they don't think about the royalty. If they're with this franchise for 20 years and they sell it or the 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 royalty fee, the biggest obstacle, Nick, I find is, well, I can do it. It's like, okay, well, then why haven't you? Right? right? Like, be like, let's go share a beer and let's talk about if you can do this. Awesome. Show me and I will never call you again. But the thing is, they don't. And even if they have an internal film team, which is usually one guy that's overworked and overwhelmed, I get it. Right. They will never be able to make the quality of what an outside vendor can do because that's our focus. Right. So. I mean, to kind of sum up all this, my the, the biggest thing I face is, well, we can do it. Our, our marketing girl has a GoPro. And I sometimes get stuck on that. That's really the biggest obstacle that we face. And people don't think about what their time is worth. Like I just got off a call with a CMO. She is making and filming these edits. And I'm like, how much is your time worth? Like what is taking away... The minute I stopped filming and editing every video, our business doubled. The minute I stepped back again, it doubled again. It's they're not thinking like that. And I I try to be as honest as I can on on these calls. And some will, some won't. What's that saying in sales? Some will, some won't. Who cares? Is that the saying? I'm not sure if you've if you've ever if you've ever heard of that. But yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, and and if, if I'm evaluating, if I'm if I'm advising you from from the outside, please. I think part of the challenge that that you're going to run into in franchising, yes, it's part how do we sell another franchise, but it's also part how do I keep my job. Hmm. Even though I think you're right, I, I I think you influence the funnel tremendously. Above that, what you do is you extract the emotion from an emotionless sell. Mm-hmm. And that that's what you're that's the process of what you're doing. And so when when a when someone in Frandev or a CMO is trying to cost engineer this thing, they're looking at the wrong thing. But part of that is in the positioning of, of your storytelling. Like if, if I were you, if I if I bought your company now and redid redid your website, um, I'll show you the area that that I stop at. Is Tell that, me like that. That's it. Hear their stories. That's what you're selling. That should be mm-hmm. at the top there. That's all you. That's all you're doing is you're giving mm-hmm. a voice to the brand that has been that hasn't had a voice because their their Fran Dev websites don't have a voice. It has usually has a term that says "buy my franchise." That's not a or, voice. Or buy my uh, white paper or whatever it is, and it's yeah, like what? Paper. Like someone just told me I'm going to spend money on leads. It's like, cool. What's going to attract those leads? Ah, oh, just going to get leads. It's like. You know, just so one of my favorite thing is for people to realize once they actually work with us and see the content, how easy we make it and how awesome these videos are. They're just they're just bought in. So we just re up someone that's been with us three years. I'm really, really humbled to be in this space. I've met some really awesome friends from this space also. So, sure. yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's close it with this. There's a ghost watching this. Uh, they haven't given you their name yet. Um, what do you want them to know to say now's the time? Uh, I would say one, please don't haunt me. 
in my sleep. Uh, and two, I would, God, no, man, you're, I love this Two, It's time to, it's time to realize your way of doing, of selling a franchise isn't working anymore. It worked in 2010. Absolutely. Now it doesn't work. You need video content. You need testimonials to push someone down the funnel or else they're just not going to sign up. Why do you deserve someone's email and cell phone number? What, what did, what did you do to earn that? And it's because they watched a set of videos that inspired them where they could paint a picture. That's wow. That could be me. That's what's missing in this space. And that's what, and that's what we do. I love it. You need 37,000 videos made per year to get a million made by 2050. So now we got to figure out how we get you 37,000. That's the number that's achievable. Hey, that's the goal. If my um, team is watching, we will talk later on how we're going to do that. So uh, 37,000, everybody's (laughs) armed. That's 37,000 is easy. And if you divide, if you were to divide, keep doing math, you divide that by 12, you only got to do 3000 videos a month. That's it. And it, it, and it's, I love you should, I actually may need, I may need you on the call with my team when we try and launch this. So yeah. (laughs) I love it. Well, Trevor, thanks for sharing your franchise story. Appreciate it. Uh, Obviously we've put up the website on there, franchisefilming.com. Look forward to hearing the story and staying in touch as we hear how close we are to that goal. For Trevor, I'm Nick. Another episode of Meet the Supplier. Take care of me. Thank you.